What's going on? Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. It is heard live every day from noon to three on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content like invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with all the links, become a patron. Go to thepetecalendarshow.com. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. Get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And again, thank you so much for your support. I'm going to see if we can join this. Uh, the president just just wrapped up his remarks. He's speaking at some event with some chiefs of police, looks like. And he wants everybody to know that we're really, really safe. Thank oh, it's you. over. He's walking away. Okay. Um, oh, okay. I would like to invite the press to exit. So there's the media shouting questions. And now he's mocking them. He's smiling and laughing at the media for screaming all of the questions. Hey, wait a minute. Hey, that's Chief Jennings. He's like two seats. To, I think that's Jennings. He's like right in, I can't, his face is cut off. Now. Um, looking at the C-SPAN feed, and it looks like Chief Johnny Jennings right there. Yeah, that's CMPD badge right on his, uh, or logo right on his, uh, his uh, top left arm there. So, yeah. Anyway, Joe Biden hosting a bunch of uh, chiefs of police and uh, wants everybody to know that it is very, very safe in America, thanks to him. And he has a very long record of making us all safe, going back to his time in the Senate, which I'm not sure if he really wants us to focus on some of the stuff he said at the time when he was in the U.S. Senate on crime and criminals, just not for nothing. Um, What else we got? Oh, yesterday at this time, we joined live down in Fulton County, uh, the latest uh, chapter in the unfolding saga of Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade, uh, Fannie being the DA of Fulton County who hired her lover, Nathan Wade, to be the special prosecutor in the election integrity trial of Donald Trump and Rudy Giuliani and uh, Mark Meadows and uh, a bunch of other Republicans. Uh, there's, I think there's like six or eight, something like that. There's a lot of lawyers in there. There are a lot of defendants and they're all trying at the same time. And so yesterday there was a fellow by the name of Terrence Bradley who was brought back to the witness stand. Terrence Bradley was the former law partner of Nathan Wade. Nathan Wade, special prosecutor, no experience uh, at, at, at managing this kind of uh, a complex case, but was hired nonetheless by Fannie Willis, his lover. Um, so the former law partner and divorce lawyer for Nathan Wade, this guy Terrence Bradley, was in court yesterday because he had tried to weasel out of testifying about text messages that he had sent to a lawyer for one of the defendants, one of Donald Trump's co-defendants in the case. So Terrence Bradley was texting with Ashley Merchant, a lawyer for one of the co-defendants. And Terrence Bradley told her how Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade were knocking boots and he was making Fannie calls, you know, long before he got the gig as the special prosecutor, that they had started dating years before and that they had essentially lied on their uh, court filings claiming that they 
were not in a personal relationship prior to uh, him being hired. So their story is that Fanny hired him and then they started knocking boots and then they stopped knocking boots. They never told anybody. They kept it all. Well, the defense calls it a secret. Mr. Wade said private. We just kept it private. They didn't want to tell anybody. And his argument was they didn't want to tell anybody because if they told their colleagues at the DA's office, then that would lead to people accosting them um, at dinner when they went out to restaurants. Which obviously makes sense. I mean, obviously. Like, you would not tell your coworker that you're sleeping with the boss because then, you know, if you go out to dinner in Buckhead, uh, you know, some crazy people are going to come up and uh, uh, disrupt your dinner. Right? Yeah, I mean, obviously. that The connection is quite clear. I don't know why people are confused about this. But um, Terrence Bradley is sending these text messages. And so the lawyers file a motion relying on the information provided by Terrence Bradley, a lawyer, an officer of the court, they and Ashley Merchant, one of the lawyers, drafts the motion, sends it to him, and says, "Hey, Terrence, does this look accurate? Can you verify that all of the information in this motion is accurate?" Because now they're trying to get Fanny and Nathan tossed off the case, which is not going to derail the case. The case would still proceed. It would just have different prosecutors. But they want these two thrown off the case and these two refuse to get thrown off the case, which makes you wonder why they would refuse. Right. If the whole point is to get Trump and you are in the way of getting Trump. And if it is really about protecting the democracy, are you saying you are the only two people on the face of the earth or in Fulton County that would be able to lead the prosecution here? Because you have a whole team of prosecutors at the table with you. Why not just let them take the case over? And you step aside, save your reputation, but also remove any kind of appearance, at the very least, appearance of impropriety, if not outright impropriety. And had you had done that, you would not have perjured yourself, potentially, when you lied to the court about whether or not you were stupid when you hired him, right? And so all of the stuff now you watch, like I, I said, and I watched the testimony yesterday. It started during the show, but then it... It continued for several hours afterwards, and I watched it. And I do have a hang on. There's a clip here. <laughs> you got to listen to this, okay? So this is a moment during the trial or during the hearing, I should say, yesterday, where Terrence Bradley is presented a series of text messages, okay, that he had sent to Ashley Merchant, defense attorney, in which he was asked if he believed the couple's relationship began. Before Fanny appointed Nathan to lead the the prosecution, okay? So she's pointing, she's directing his attention to some text messages that he sent to her, okay? And you got to listen. It's kind of quiet. He kind of says it under his breath, but you can hear it. You ready? Here we go. It was two pages of text messages between you and Ms. Merchant, correct? Correct. All right. Now, the first page starts off by saying, Miss Merchant, like, just date, don't hire him. 
do you think it started before she hired him? You see that? Did you hear it? Did you hear it? All right, let me back it up. Hang on. You think it started before she hired him? You see that? Oh, dang. That's what he said. Oh, dang. Could barely hear it. But he said it. Oh, dang. Because it's right there in your text message. And you know what he said was the reason why he said that? He said he was just speculating. And then this is the lawyer, by the way, for um, uh, for Donald Trump. Uh, I think his name is Sadow. Yeah, Steve Sadow. And he said, do you lie about your friends all the time? Is this something that you do? Because that's what this guy was forced to testify. Terrence Bradley ended up being forced to say that he lies about his friends rather than just tell the truth, which is that you sent this information to the defense attorneys when they asked you. They said, hey, do you know this is true? We're getting ready to file this motion based on the information you texted us. Here's the motion. Is this accurate? And you said, yeah, there's one correction over here about how much money I made while I was a partner at the firm. That was it. That was the only correction he offered. So all the rest of it, he signed off on. They filed the motion, and now he says... It was speculation. And when asked, based on what? He didn't know. Which is weird. Very weird. The whole time he testified, all of his mannerisms, his responses, the delays that he took to think things through, all of it was weird. It just smacked of lies. All right, so uh, Ryan Mills, writing at National Review, says lawyers for former President Donald Trump and other co-defendants in Georgia's election fraud case suggested that Terrence Bradley was being evasive, giving inconsistent testimony, and that he had more knowledge about Willis's and Wade's relationship than he was acknowledging in court. Now, there is a perfectly reasonable and rational, legitimate explanation for why it appeared so. The reason why is because it was. It was so. That's that's it's absolutely correct. Yes. He was evasive. He was providing inconsistent testimony. And the reason why is because he did have more knowledge than he's willing to testify to. He does not want to be there. He does not want to be giving testimony that's going to help Trump and his co-defendants. That was very obvious. The guy sat there. Terrence Bradley sat there on the stand yesterday. And every time he was asked a question, he would wait. And I'm talking 15 seconds or so, like long enough and longer, but long enough that if it was radio, if he was on the air and we were carrying it live, like, like our phones would have started going off that, you know, there's no signal. We're off the air because we have alerts that are set up like that. So if there's a long pause of dead air, our engineer starts getting alerted that there's no, there's, there's no sound coming out. So that's how long he would go. He would wait and he would wait. And then after 10 or 15 seconds, the prosecutor would jump up and object. So he was giving the prosecutor, because he's a lawyer, he knows this, so he's giving the prosecutors enough time to object to something. And if they don't object, you could tell, you, like, he's sitting there and he's, he's squinting and he's looking up into his, his brain, and that's a sign, by the way, did you know this? this is, so 
when people are looking to recall something that is true, they will oftentimes look up and to the left, up and to the left, up and to the left, as Kevin Costner described in the documentary JFK. Anyway, you look, your eyes just kind of drift up and to the left when you're trying to recall something that is true in general, not for all people, hashtag not all people, but like for the most part. You kind of look up and to the left when you're trying to recall something, which is, by the way, a trick that you can do. You can use this in order to recall things and to put stuff into your mind to recall later. You say something, oh, you meet somebody, you say their name, you can go, oh, I know that person. You look up to the left and you say their name and you make a connection. And by doing that, and I don't know why this happens, I don't know why it works, but it does. Okay, then if you want to catch somebody, if they're uh, trying to get one past you and they're lying, you look up and to the right because that's the side of the brain where the creative side lives. I believe is why that's the, that, that this is the concept behind why people subconsciously look up and look up to the left and look up to the right, left to tell the truth, right to lie. Because you're looking into subconsciously, you're looking into different areas of the brain where this information you're trying to draw from exists. And when it's true, it's in your repository of things that actually happened. And when it's being made up, you're going into a different side of the brain. It's kind of like people who cover their mouth when they're saying something, when they're lying. It's almost like subconsciously. You want to block the lies from escaping your lips. So this guy would wait. Terrence Bradley would wait. And then you could tell he would start searching. Turn, and he would ask almost every single question. He asked them to restate it. And then he would take like one of the words and he would focus on one of the words. And like a lawyer, he would focus on that one word and he would answer something related to that one word in order to avoid answering the larger question. Oh, I don't know if it was personal knowledge, like that kind of stuff. He'd focus and get hung up on a particular word in a question so as to avoid the larger question. Very obvious. I just hope it was obvious to the judge. All right. Hey, maybe you have heard by now DraftKings Sportsbook is coming to North Carolina. It's coming soon, on March 11th to be exact. DraftKings is one of America's top-rated sportsbooks with same-game parlays, money lines, and props. The best features like odds boost and live betting and social betting groups where you can share your bets with your friends in real time. DraftKings is safe, it's secure, and reliable, and best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. And it all starts on March 11th. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and then place your bets on your favorite sports once it goes live. And again, it goes live on March 11th. And now here's the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 877-718-5543 or visit morethanagame.nc.gov. 21 plus, North Carolina only. Eligibility restrictions apply, subject to regulatory licensing requirements. And see terms at DraftKings.com slash sportsbook slash NC. Got a message from, I guess this is Suzanne, who says, after many entries... In the Google AI system, who is Hitler? Who is Donald Trump? Pro-life, pro-choice, getting no results. I entered Google stinks and I received back a fairly lengthy reply. So my guess is everybody is typing in Google stinks and they do. Uh, (laughs) 
Mike says, I switched to DuckDuckGo for my default web browser a few years ago, and the number of targeted ads I got reduced to zero. I don't use Gmail except for work-related correspondence. I got on Yahoo for personal email about 18 years ago because it was free compared to other email services at that time, and I was and I am cheap. Yahoo is very liberal in terms of stories they post, but the spam filter on their email works pretty well, so I don't pay attention to the stories. I think AI is like any other computer. Garbage in, garbage out. G-I-G-O. Yep. Um, I use the browser Brave, which has as its search engine native to Brave built into it. Like default is DuckDuckGo. Brave is the browser that was built by Brendan Ike. Brendan Ike is the guy who created Mozilla's Firefox browser. He made a $500 donation in the Prop 8 California referendum like 20 years ago on gay marriage. The donor list got hacked and then released. People found his name and his board of directors ousted him from the company he built, Brendan Ike, because he made a $500 donation to the referendum side that said marriage is between a man and a woman. And they ousted him. He was like sort of the original canceled tech bro, you know? So after time went by, I guess he had a non-compete or something, and then eventually he built his own browser. And it is far superior to any browser I've ever used. So that's the one I use. It's free as well. So let's go to the phones. Here is Dean. Welcome to the program. Hello, Dean. What do you say there, Pete? How's things? Oh, you know, uh, I'm not bleeding from my ears, <laughs> so I must be all right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, hey, I wanted to put a secret out on the air with oh. the interrogation interview techniques that you just talked about with the eye movements and stuff. Okay. If you're... If you're going to use those, you have to know if that person is right-handed or left-handed first, mm. because that does change the eye movements. I have heard that so, as well, but I don't know. I did not know that to be the case. I have heard. So, it. what you? I have been trained. You get somebody to sign something. You get somebody to check mark pieces of paper or whatever to determine if they're righty or lefty, ah. and then you you ask them a quick question about, you know, I remember where you lived. Was, was that house blue or green? Or describe something, and you get them to use their memory first so you can see where their eyes go. Right. And then you go forward with your line of questioning with what you want to know is true or not. Yeah. No, that's you know, that's that's good. So this, yeah, because it's opposite. If you are, I mean, well, I mean, have the lefties have left-handed people have they died off yet? <laughs> I mean, I thought that's I thought we were on a pretty good you know pace with all of the like machine accidents and stuff, and you know with you know build the whole world around right-handed people. I thought eventually they would just kind of like that that recessive gene would go away, but I guess not. I'm with you on that. My great grandmother, or my grandmother, had her hands beat at school every time she reached out with her left hand to do See, something in school. That's what I'm talking about. The good old days. Like, come on, can we not beat the left-handedness out of people? Why can't we do this still? Anyway, Dean, I appreciate the info. Thank you, sir. Very good. All right, man. Appreciate it. Good to hear from you. Um, I had heard that, but I did not. 
I wasn't sure about it. So I was like, because sometimes if I don't remember something to be the case, I don't say it on the air, you know, because I feel like I've got a responsibility, you know, more than like Google AI, right? I have a responsibility to, to tell people like, yes, we should be beating people that are left-handed, right? Like there's a, there is a certain uh, authorita authoritativeness uh, here on the show. I recognize this. I'm not. <laughs> no, I bear no ill will towards left-handed people. See, I keep wanting to say lefties, but that's not true because I do. Like lefties, I, but not left-handed lefties like that, you know? Like righties and lefties, but if you're talking politics, then it's not the same. Anyway, defense attorneys had previously suggested that this guy Terrence Bradley, who was the one-time law partner of... Uh, Nathan Wade, and also his divorce attorney, there was this suggestion that he may be a star witness because he would testify that the relationship between Wade and Fannie Willis started years prior. According to his testimony, Bradley communicated with the defense lawyer Ashley Merchant last month over the phone and in text messages and said that the relationship, quote, absolutely, end quote, started before Willis hired Wade, but that they would deny it. Ashley Merchant asked him in the text message, said, did, it, did their relationship start before she hired him? And his response was, quote, absolutely. And now he says that was speculation. And when asked why, how did he come up with this? He had no answer, which is weird. It's weird. He offered no explanation, not even like, oh, well, you know, some people around the office were talking about it or whatever. Oh, well, you know, there were some guys at the courthouse asking me about nothing. He had nothing. On key uh, pieces of information, timelines and stuff, he could not recall. Could not recall. Like, okay, well, did you know that they were dating? I don't recall. You don't know when you found out they were dating? No, I don't recall. Do you know if it was before or after, like you were doing work for the DA's office? Don't recall. Just he could, this guy could not remember a single thing about any of this stuff. He said, I have said over and over again that I did not have any personal information where I could personally say when it started. I've said that time and time again. See, he keeps saying this because that's what he said at the first appearance when he first was brought in to testify and he was claiming privilege. He was claiming attorney client privilege. And so he kept saying, I have no personal knowledge. And he kept making a big deal about that personal, personal, personal. But then the judge was like, okay, come into my chambers. Let me see these text messages to see if you actually can assert privilege. He read the text messages and he was like, Oh hell no, you can't. This is not privileged information. And so that's what dragged, and then it dragged him back out into the open court. And now you get to, you have to answer the questions. And now he has to keep saying this language that I have no personal information. Oh, I was just speculating. Why did you speculate? Where did the speculation come from? And what is it? I don't recall. I don't recall. All right. Do the current world events have you wondering whether we are teetering on the edge of catastrophe? Are you concerned it's going to reach our shores? Okay. So what are you doing about your concerns? Let me help. Carolina Readiness Supply. 
at carolinareadiness.com. Whether you're looking to expand your emergency preparedness supplies or you have no idea where to even begin, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you. Food, water purifiers, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies even. Because being prepared is just smart. Carolina Readiness Supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you'll need for any kind of emergency. In Waynesville and always at carolinareadiness.com, veteran-owned Carolina readiness supply will you be ready when the lights go out last little bit from the uh, proceeding yesterday with this guy terrence bradley uh under questioning by trump lawyer steve sadow about the text messages between bradley and merchant sadow asked bradley quote why in the heck would you speculate in this text message and bradley said i don't recall why i felt that the relationship started at the time at that time i don't recall Why would you speculate when she was asking you a direct question about when the relationship started? And he said, quote, I have no answer for that. (laughs) And and Sadow says, except for the fact that you do, in fact, know when it started and you don't want to testify to that in court. That's the best explanation, right? In other bad moments in law, a woman in Ireland uh, who had claimed grave injury stemming from a car crash, and she was in, she was uh, uh, suing. She had a lawsuit pending for eight hundred thousand dollars, and uh, the whole thing got thrown out. Why? Because of pictures of her throwing stuff, literally trees. Yeah, uh, Camila Grabska, 36. She sued an insurance company called RSA Insurance after a 2017 car crash that she claimed caused her debilitating neck and back pain. She said that pain prevented her from holding down a job for five years. She is a mom of two from the town of Ennis in County Clare. The car accident was the result of somebody hitting Grabska's car from the rear and allegedly left her unable to carry her young children or complete household chores. She quit her job shortly after, received disability payments, and argued that her previous and future lost income totaled more than $500,000. Slight problem. The uh, a photo of Camila Grabska turned up in the newspaper because she had won a contest. The contest was throwing Christmas trees, like launching them, like a, like a shot put, except Christmas trees. And she won. She won the Christmas tree tossing contest. I don't believe that the grand prize was $800,000 making this the stupidest thing <laughs> that one could do. So just in case you have litigation pending uh, for injuries, I would advise not entering a contest where you throw heavy objects, okay? If you've got almost a million dollars riding on an insurance payout because you have suffered a debilitating neck or back injury, 
probably not a good idea to go out and start tossing Christmas trees around for sport. Unless, of course, the prize for first place is eight hundred grand. But that's a pretty big risk. Because what happens, like, Grebska didn't know if she was going to win, right? She just went out there for the love of the game, you know? She just really felt the need to throw around some Christmas trees, and so she did, and lo and behold, she won. And that's what got her picture in the paper. And that's what the judge looked at and said, oh, uh, yeah, no, you don't get to, yeah, you don't get to to keep going with your lawsuit on this. The judge, Carmel Stewart, or Carmel Stewart, with a soft nougat center, described uh, the picture as, quote, a very graphic picture, which I can tell you I've looked at the picture. It is not very graphic. It's just a woman throwing a, she's just throwing a Christmas tree. It's not graphic at all. It is, I mean, it, it's clearly her throwing the, sh- and maybe that's what he meant. Maybe there's something lost in translation there. Anyway, it's like a five-foot-high spruce, okay? She's tossing this spruce, and uh, she denies that she faked her injuries. She said that the reason she participated was she was just trying to lead a normal life. All right, that'll do it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I could not do the show without your support and the support of the businesses that advertise on the podcast. So if you'd like, please support them too and tell them you heard it here. You can also become a patron at my Patreon page or go to thepetecalendarshow.com. Again, thank you so much for listening and uh, don't break anything while I'm gone. 